Hey guys, uh, welcome to another episode of SG Explained. Uh, my name is Rovek and today we have a very special guest, uh, Zul. <laughs> Hello! Uh, oh, we should move, the camera's a bit off. I'm gonna, I'm gonna allow us to move a bit. Uh, welcome, to, welcome to this episode. We have uh, something very exciting for everyone here. Um, Willie is unfortunately on a trip today and and we've been very uh, fortunate to get Zul. Zul works at the Hidden Good, uh, which is something that that we both are involved in. Uh, he's rapping with the hoodie and everything. Uh, and and today, actually, Zul has a lot to contribute because we're talking about Singlish, which is uh, something that I know you're very passionate about. Right? Yes, la. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, that's that's a classic name. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, no, tell us tell us more about yourself, Zul. Okay, so. Um uh, basically, I'm the creative director at The Hidden Good. Um, what what else do I do? Oh, father of a five-year-old. I think that's one of the the thing that um, keeps me up a lot these days. Keeps right. me thinking a lot. And in fact, this topic that we're going to cover is something that has been like really playing on my mind whenever I think about my son these days. Well, what what about it actually? Uh, see, my son. Um, goes to a school where most of his peers right now are non-Malay speaking kids. Right. So the, the language that he picks up naturally is English. Right. right. And uh, he actually started with a very good command of the language. Right? Okay. So you don't hear the Singlish and whatnot, right? Uh, but recently I got a helper. And my helper is from Indonesia. Okay. She doesn't speak English. Right. Right. Which is good for me because I've always wanted him to speak Malay more, mm-hmm. right? Um, it's something that he will have to tackle, mother tongue, right, in school. Sure. But with Malay, right now comes Singlish, naturally. So, so this is not, you've not taught him Singlish. No. He has developed his own form of Singlish. Yes. Okay, that's very interesting. Yes. Uh, yeah, we <laughs> actually that's something that kind of matches some of the stuff that we found in our research. Uh, and, and, it's, and it's very interesting to to see how actually Singlish became a thing in Singapore. Because a lot of people, uh, the, Singlish is naturally a very controversial thing, right? Because it is not English. Uh, it is, uh, some people call it uh, like a dialect, which is, which is not accurate. Some people call it uh, a whole language by itself. Some people call it a Creole language. Uh, and so all of these things are super interesting. And, and then actually the research, I didn't expect this much uh, interesting information, but but there's there's a whole wealth of stuff over here. Uh, so why don't we just dive right in? This yep. this we're planning to make this a short episode. So if you're listening, uh, uh, just just tune in because because we'll be packing a, a lot of punches in a short time. So we'll start with the history. All right. Um, so Zil, how far back do you think Singlish came from? I don't know. I remember. Okay, what I remember was. Right. Uh, it becomes something very big in the 90s. That's okay. what I remember. Right. Right. You don't have to tell exactly how old you are, but like, what's the <laughs> age range that you kind of operate in? So, yeah, to give sure. some context to, to our listeners and viewers. I'm 40. I'm okay to say that. <laughs> okay. okay. Yeah, sir. So, but I think when I was in secondary school, right? And I, I'm, in fact, when I was in primary school, I was already using a lot of English. Right. Right. Um, but I think I see a lot of it in our media and all that in the 90s. Right. Yeah. So I think that's where, where, the, where it really become a part of our culture. Right. I see. Yeah. Right. And so, so it's actually very interesting because Singlish uh, became 
uh, a phenomenon that was studied and observed only since the 1970s. And so uh, what's happened is that uh, Singlish actually evolved from a bunch of different things uh, at the same time. Uh, one of the key things was that it, it, when, when we, for people who don't know Singapore's like founding story, uh, one of the key features is that we had a lot of migrants, right? So people yeah. come from China, from India, uh, even from uh, Southeast Asian, uh, other, other cities and, and, and populations. Uh, and, and what happened was that English was actually, uh, back then, the minority language, right? No one spoke English. Yeah. Uh, right, so people spoke uh, dialects, people spoke Malay, people spoke uh, all kinds of Indian languages. Mm. Uh, and what happened was that because uh, English was recognized as a language that like, would bring people together, uh, that became so sort of a focus in education, right? So uh, even, in, even in British colonial times, what happened was that the British basically taught uh, English in certain uh, very, f very specific schools. So uh, the Christian schools, like right. your CHIJ, your uh, St. Anthony's Canossian, all these schools were the schools that actually taught English. Um, mm. And from there, um, the people who were taught English there, these people basically became, uh, they were taught what is called the Queen's English, right? So this was like the kind of English that you would expect like mm. people in, in, in London, in, right. in England, to be able to speak. Uh, and, and what happened was that after a while, this English kind of went out into the streets. So people on the streets started hearing this English. And they, uh, you, can almost, you can almost imagine it, right? People would, would hear these words and start to, start to try to repeat them, right? right? So like, uh, if you hear something like, oh, the headmaster, <laughs> right? And then, and then you know, you, you're just speaking yeah. your own dialect there. Yeah. Uh, you can, you can... Headmaster! Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right, because you take, you take the language right. and you just, you take the vocab and you take the syntax and you kind of adapt it. Yeah. Right, and so and so a lot of non-English speakers started uh, taking taking English and, and putting in their influences. Uh, so you had the you had you had influences from from uh, Indian English, you had influences from from Malay intonations, and all of that kind of added to what is called uh, a creolization yeah. of English. So Singlish is basically um, taking uh, a very formal language and adapting it. To, to an indigenous or, or even like a, a non-native population, uh, right. and and that's that's kind of that's kind of like the brief history of Singlish, uh, and 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 that's that's crazy to me because I never realized how much uh, how much English how much Singlish is actually uh, just English that was tried to be made for the masses. Yeah, and that, and it's really really interesting because I mean within the Chinese language itself, right? right. I think there's so many dialects. You know, so how do you go about like, you know, like understanding each syntax, for example? Exactly. Yeah, the combination of the sentence structure and then merging it, even even crossing it like Hokkien and Malay. Even. Exactly. That's amazing, man. Yeah, yeah. and, and that kind of adds to like why Singlish is such a, a studied language, right? There are a lot of university professors who like their full-time job is to study languages like this. Mm. And Singlish is like one of the most fascinating ones for them. Right. Uh, so, and I think that also kind of speaks to, to something about, about the way families and, and, and in, in Singapore kind of live. Because surprisingly, not many families actually speak English as their first language. Um, do you know, so they did a census right. in 2000. Uh, can you guess how much of the population spoke English as a first language at home? Now? 
Ah, in 2000. In 2000. This, this was when the, we got that data. I, I imagine it would be 60%? No, uh, lower. Really? Yeah. Give another guess. 20? 23%. So 23% wow. of the population in Singapore <laughs> spoke English as a first language. And so majority of the Chinese especially right. uh, spoke uh, mainly Mandarin. Uh, and a lot of the Malays and Indians actually spoke their own ethnic languages. Right. So, okay. so it goes to show how how much English is not really something that people grow up with, but something people adapt to right. to their own native languages. Right. Um, yeah. So, so what happened was that uh, even within Singlish, there were different forms, right? So. Uh, especially in the East Coast, for example, mm. uh, there were teaching professions that were teaching English, but these were uh, amongst Eurasian, Peranakan, and Chinese communities who descended from privileged colonial civil service families. And so actually, that English is a very different form of English, or rather not very, but slightly different form of English from the Queen's English, because this was called uh, Siglap English, right? Because <laughs> right. what happened was that they added like a Siglap Katong accent, Uh, and it's back then that was considered like the most prestigious form of English besides the Queen's English. So I don't know. I've never heard this accent before. I've never heard of uh, heard of it as well. But I can kind of imagine, especially if you think about some of the Peranakan uh, people, the, like the the old Peranakan uh, aunties that I right, know, right? right? When they speak English, there's there's, there's this ah. differentiation in the way they speak. Correct, correct. correct right, correct. and so that kind of uh, was was. What I was thinking about when I heard about this. Yes, yes. Oh, oh. So I, I guess it, it's in the sense that you know they, they, they adopted it more naturally. Yeah. I guess given in the, the in the sentence structure that they already possess. Exactly. All. Yeah. So, so, so you can see even within Singlish, right? There are different forms. Correct. <laughs> I think they evolve. Yes, yes. It's true, and I think even within the within the language itself, Singlish, right? Um. I think different people have different ideas about where uh, certain Singlish words originated from. Right. You know, for example, um, um, alamak. Right. Right. So um, that's a Malay word, right? Yeah, but I don't know what it means. Oh, there's no meaning that's to that thing. <laughs> Ma means mother. Right. I don't know why it's alamak. <laughs> you know, so that that's the thing. So you you never really know where it came from, right? Right. And and. But somehow it's it becomes something uh, a word that is commonly used everything and we just know that it goes with the feeling and the the meaning that we hold close to. It's like, Alama, you know, right. it's like always a regret that comes with a regret or like I should have kind of feeling. Right. Yeah. So yeah, embrace it lah. So yeah. I guess we 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 kind of own the origins because of the word ma. Maybe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So so uh, one of the things that I was thinking about right was. How Singlish and English kind of uh, co-evolved in Singapore, right. right? Because people think that English came first and then Singlish was a follow-up to it, right? right? right. Uh, but that's actually not that true. So what happened was that English was introduced. English was a thing, uh, but immediately as English uh, came to Singapore, almost right after it, like not even a delayed follow-up, right after it. Uh, Singlish came because what happened was that a lot of the uneducated immigrant Chinese, Malay, and Indian uh, people who were who were trapped in in the lower rungs of the social scale. So these people they never saw themselves ascending uh, right. past that social uh, uh, barrier, right? They would mock uh, this 
this uh, English because they would basically think of it as, especially the Siglap English, right? Right, because they right. would see it as like, oh, these people trying to yeah, what so atas exactly right? Yeah. right? Atas, atas is also an English word, bro. <laughs> yeah. And 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 they were basically saying like, you know, this is this is like uh, it goes to show like these people are are just trying to. To, to sound posh, they're not really, yeah. uh, they're not, not not really hitting the right exactly the, the right words. And so and so, what happened was the second generation of immigrants. Yeah. So these people who basically their parents were the ones that came. These people grew up in Singapore, and the, and this is actually these generations still exist in Singapore. Yes, <laughs> right. Yes. Now, I speak Our of grandfathers. As, yeah, these <laughs> these people basically taught themselves. Uh, uh, they they deformed this this. Uh, taught English that was that was brought to Singapore, and they purposely deformed it so that they were able to form their own identity. Correct. Right. So they were able to say, "Look, English is there. That's the thing. But I'm going to purposely make my own thing because I don't want to. I don't want to seem like I'm part of that group." Yeah. Right? I, I guess I can understand that it's about being relatable right. to one another. Right. Yeah. So, yeah. So it's like, you know, imagine like the uncle at the market and then the auntie right and then the auntie mon just approach you at the over the fish that she's, she's trying to buy and say top of the morning too yeah exactly it's like very unnatural for them and yeah. and it doesn't come across as sincere yeah so i can understand the deconstruction and making it into something very relatable right? yeah morning uncle yeah uh, you know, exactly yeah so it, it takes the intonations takes the the feel of like most asian languages correct but it uses uh, the vocabulary of english yeah yeah um, have you heard of the Channel 5 accent? Yes, I've heard about this. Okay. It's like something that um, you, you, whenever you hear that, okay, there's some, someone that's sounding, trying very hard to really sound like um, they're speaking the right uh, English that is really, uh, that for lack of a better word, like the 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 Singapore would approve. Ah, okay. Yes. Understood, yes. understood. Yeah. <laughs> so you're actually getting on something quite right. It's it's yeah. that uh, Channel Five accent actually came uh, after uh, Singapore got independence. Yes. Right. So Singlish was basically from colonial English, from the English taught in a lot of these uh, like mission schools. Uh, and what happened was that after Singapore got independence, everyone was uh, being colonial was unpopular, right? Yes. No one wanted to be associated with yeah. colonial attitudes, uh, and and so what happened was that nationally, and I think especially mm. within the media arm of the government, um, they tried to decultural decultural. I don't know what's happening. <laughs> decultural culturalize. Yeah. Wow, that was a mouthful. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe try should try and find a English version for it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> to de angmofile. Huh? Yeah. Yes, okay. <laughs> uh, they were trying to make English culture free, basically. Right? And and that's to mean that they were trying to take the language without all the associated baggage of like being from a colonial background and all this kind of stuff. Mm. Uh, and so uh, Channel Five, which is our main English channel, they yeah. basically uh, try to, to, to impart this artificially constructed but standardized uh, English, both vocabulary and intonation, that was mm. not equal to what is called a received pronunciation in Britain, yeah. right? So, so, and a lot of this was exacerbated by the state monopoly, censorship, control mm. over media, uh, and so a lot of people who were 
born after 1965, they don't, they basically don't speak the Queen's English. So right. before 1965, you can find people who still speak either Queen's English mm. or Siglap English uh, and, you know, all these uh, early forms of Singlish. Right. But, but after 1965, it's a Channel 5 accent, right? right? There's this, this Singaporean broad English yes. uh, that created this new form of Singlish as well. Right. Yeah, so I, I think understandably, understandably that it's, we're, we're a new nation, right? right. And we, we are there trying to create an, an, a national identity of ours. Exactly. I, I think language is something big that we want to really put out to the, all the other countries in the world and say that, hey, we are from Singapore and this is what we sound like. Yep. And yet still people understand. So the most common language then, I guess, is really English. And for us, for them to be able to identify us is through our Channel 5 accent. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. But what's interesting beyond that is that as we continue to become more of a cosmopolitan country, right? Mm. Uh, and as more people started traveling, a lot of people went to the US. Mm. And so we actually moved away from the Channel 5 accent to adopt American uh, yeah. accents, right. right? I mean, even right now, this, this voice that I speak with is a product <laughs> of me being in the US, yeah. right? And even our radios, man. Our radios now are still using American accents. Accent. Right. Yeah. Exactly. And so even even our English in Singapore uh, has evolved in a very unique way. And then you you take all of that, take all of that English, and then you Singlishify it, <laughs> right? If that's a word. Yeah. It's okay. now a word. Singlish is that, right? <laughs> I added it to the Singlish dictionary. And so it's 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 similar to what's happening in Hong Kong. Right. It's similar to what's happening in Tokyo, mm. where a lot of these places they also speak English. Uh, but but yeah, that's uh, yeah. That's what's happening. Uh, have you heard of uh, Manglish? Is that the Malaysian version? Yeah. Yes, yes, Can I've heard of it. It sounds very similar. Though. What, do you know what are some of the key differences? Um, not really. Though. Okay. <laughs> well, are they the same? No, so, so the key difference, right, is that Singlish has a lot more of a Chinese influence. Right, right. Uh, and that comes because we, we do have a, mm. a significantly more prominent uh, Chinese, Chinese influence, influence yeah. right? So we have a lot of Mandarin, Hokkien, Teochew, mm. uh, and that that comes in the and everything from the Lale Lo's to like you know some of the language, the vocab that we use. But in Manglish, basically, the focus is on using Malay vocabulary. Right. So so a right. lot of the upper and right. all this kind of stuff comes in, right? right? right. Uh, and and for our listeners who don't actually know any. Malay or Chinese. Yeah. Uh, we'll be we'll be giving some words <laughs> later on for you for you guys yeah. to hear. Stay tuned. Stay tuned. Yeah, uh, yeah. So so that's interesting. Uh, Zul, do you want to tell our listeners about the social uh, social lect continuum? Yeah, this is interesting. This is something I just learned. All right. Right. So basically, it involves the like different levels of where. Uh, how deep you go into the language itself, right? So, like, if you are already at a like a very basic level that some people still understand you, like you you still in between English and and uh, Singlish, right? And and if you really understand the super Singlish and like almost like totally you don't understand what what's going on, it's like um, you really have to know the language, right? Understand the culture. For you to be able to understand what people are saying, right? Sometimes it just involves two words, right? And and yeah. So I used to have this American colleague, and and initially he doesn't understand when we don't use sentences, right? So that level, I would say, is very very deep. Um, I think they call it uh, the basilectal. Basilectal, yes. Right. 
Yep. So, so this is basically going back to linguistics. So people who study linguistics as like a proper field, mm -hmm. right? They, they have identified a spectrum, uh, like, like you mentioned too, mm -hmm. uh, of, of, of different forms of Singlish. Mm -hmm. So the key, the key uh, parameters of this is on, on, on one end is uh, acrolectal, right? And acrolectal is like Singaporean English. So, you know, Channel 5 English or mm. like even the English that we are speaking right now. Yeah. Uh, that is basically uh, very prominently absent of Singlish, right? Correct. So we don't say our lars and lays and lows Correct. while we're talking right now. Yeah, they would you like to go for lunch? Yeah, exactly. Which is something that we do say, right? It's not like it's awkward uh, for, for Singaporeans to speak mm. in, in, in some level of acrolectal English. Uh, there could be some small degree of Singlish, but it's it's not really very prominent, mm -hmm. right? And then in the middle you have mesolectal. Yeah. So mesolectal is basically the most commonly form of Singlish, uh, and that's where we use standard English and Singlish uh, in a mix. So mm -hmm. for example, uh, so. An example is you, you change the structure, but maybe mm. your vocab is still more or less English. So, yeah. for example, this guy's Singlish, then goodly, you know? Yeah. So, so that's one. And then yeah. the one that you were talking about is yeah. best selectal. Yeah. yeah. So, like, for example, if we take the first example, would you like to go for lunch, right? right. So, mess selectal could be, would you like to go makan? Yeah. yeah. It's still there. It still has the sentence structure of English. Right. But you introduce a Malay word in there. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. So when basilectal, right? If you have never been introduced and somebody just say, "Vic, makan." Yeah. That's basilectal. It's like he knows that I'm asking him to go for lunch. Yeah. Automatically, he understands it. He's at that level. But if you, for the first time, you speak to someone who's never heard Singlish, and then you say, "Vic, makan," and like, what? Eat? Yeah. <laughs> okay. So. Yeah. What what about eat? Exactly. You know, yeah. Exactly. And and the the key thing is with with acrolectal and acrolectal you're basically starting with English first. With mesolectal, you know, you could be choosing which one is your primary one. But with basilectal, you're more or less operating from your Asian language first and then right. adding in the English words. Correct. Right. And then there's there's even one more separated and that's called pigeon. Right, and in linguistics, pidgin is basically considered like the most basic, most raw form of Singlish, mm. where it's not really uh, a developed thing. People are just using English anyhow <laughs> within within their sentences, mm. right? Uh, what I found interesting about this mm. was that, uh, and and I think we had this controversy recently. I don't know if you remember the high high ses low ses. Yes, thing. yes, yes. Uh, do you want to explain to our viewers and, and and audience what that was? The high says low says thing. Okay, so oh, I, I was about to explain it in a Singlish manner. <laughs> Go ahead, actually, for <laughs> for for listeners, yeah. and and if it's too confusing, we'll use English. So I guess uh, in in to make it really really short, right? So when we talk about high says, right, we we say you are very atas, right? right? That means um, um, you're of a certain class in the upper class. We we position you in the upper class where, where we look at you like wow full of luxury very polished mm -hmm. right? you know and low sets is like I guess you can say um, it's very street right it's it's not so um, yeah so it's very working class if you want to put it in a class right it's something like that and so SES yeah. basically stands for socioeconomic status right yeah and so this is a very global idea like even when I was in the US socioeconomic status was a thing that we talked about mm. but I think what happened was that there was a social studies textbook 
that posted pictures of like what would someone in high cis, Correct. so high socioeconomic status and low cis, low socioeconomic status, what would they do? And it said that people in low socioeconomic status only speak English, and mm. people in high socioeconomic status only speak English, which okay. is definitively not true. Yes, uh, because because I know a lot of friends who are very rich and they speak English, <laughs> and I know a lot of people who go to who who may not be that wealthy, but they go to school and they learn English as well. Yes, right. Uh, and it actually speaks to something that is, is studied, which is that it basically says that in Singapore there is a coexistence of basilectal, so the basic form of Singlish, uh, and acrolectal, mm. uh, Singapore English. And this is a very chim term. Chim meaning, um, what does chim mean in English? Chim, uh, very complicated. <laughs> yeah, very sophisticated. Very sophisticated, yeah. yeah. <laughs> wow, I'm actually <laughs> deconstructing my Singlish. Uh, so the chim term is diglossia. Right? And a diglossia is where you have a split between a high formal language mm. and a low informal language. Right. And so, you know, and it, it's actually interesting because the best position to occupy is not really just purely speaking English. Right. Right? Because someone who can only speak English is seen as too posh and, you know, not a real Singaporean. Someone mm. who only can speak Singlish or like really bad Singlish even, uh, or like not even English, uh, they are seen as, there's still a social stigma that they are basically not educated, that they are not mm. uh, not really well integrated in society. Actually, mm. the highest social marker is someone who can not only speak English, but can also speak Singlish and switch. Correct. Yeah. So you adapt to, to, the, to the, so in Malay, there's this saying, right? If you go into, um, in the goat farm, right? You bear. Yeah. Right? So if you go to the cows, you move. So what is it, the saying in Malay? Um, bila masuk kandang kambing mengembek masuk kandang lembu mu I can't even remember it. but yeah so it's exactly that so it's I think the good thing about um, our culture in Singapore is that we have quite a good grasp of the language right. because of our education system so we we are able to really switch right so, and so when we do go to the market in the morning right so you want to uh, to relate to the auntie hey auntie morning you know yeah. like uh, but and and but when you go to uh, maybe like a, a social net, net networking session or something you, right. you then you can immediately switch it like good morning to you like so it's like I think we are at that space where we really can handle both language quite well. Yeah, yeah. and that, that's uh, that's a uniquely Singaporean thing about it, yeah. right? Uh, let's go through some common Singlish words. Yes, uh, favorite part of this segment. Right. So why why don't we do it this way? Right. I we can I'll say the word and mm. then you say the meaning. Okay. Right. You you are a resident Singlish expert today. <laughs> uh, all right. Paise. Paise. Right. Um, it's derived from the Hokkien language, right? right? Yeah, so it's a way of saying something uh, is embarrassing. Hey, paise, you know, yeah. like you know, I didn't mean to do that. Sure. Uh, so you do, you slip up and hey, paise, paise. Right. right. Okay. Alamak. Again, we spoke about this earlier. So right. it's an expression to display uh, dismay. So it's like, alamak. I should have done that. Right. Right. Yeah. And that basically means oh no. Yeah. Right? Oh no. Yeah. Okay. We use this one atas. Yes, atas. So like again. Uh, Usually, an adjective to describe something that is of um, upper class, right. like high sass, like right. we mentioned earlier. It actually has a proper meaning. In Malay, it's up. Yeah, it means up. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. Xiao. Xiao. Another favorite among the locals, right? So, it's Hokkien for crazy. 
Right. Yeah. And and it's not simply just to describe uh, that the the word crazy itself. Sometimes it's like you you come up with a ridiculous idea and then come up, your your friend will just say, "Hey, you xiao." Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, bocio. Oh, this one. This one is a lot of grievance, you know. Right. When, when you say bocio, so you must say it in the tone, like, "Hey, bocio." So it's like. Uh, meaning is an expression to indicate that you are not invited to something. Right. Yeah. So your friend is telling you about this good lunch place that they just checked out and say, "Hey, Bocio!" Like, you, wow, how come you go? You never invite me. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, it, it's also used as a as a verb, right? So, right. so I I know uh, when I was in a Singapore club in the US, yeah. we had this hoodie that basically was printed, "Don't say we Bocio." Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. So, so it, it basically means that. Don't say that I didn't ask you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Sian. Ah, uh, Sian. Another negative one, <laughs> but also a favorite. Uh, basically, an a Hokkien expression that to say that uh, you feel bored or boring. It's like oh, you're tired. Yeah, you're tired. It's like oh man, today another day to do overtime. Sian. Exactly. Yeah. Kiasu. Kiasu, a popular Hokkien term. Uh, it means to be afraid of losing. Yeah. So this one normally you describe someone who's selfish, like always. He's he's someone who must win, must have the most, you know, uh, must ha- must be ahead of the others. It's 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 a very negative uh, slang, I would say. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. and I think it's actually one of the very very Singaporean things. Like Singlish, yeah. Singlish is very Singaporean, but kiasu <laughs> speaks very very deeply yeah. into what it means. Yeah, to it's be not a even, it's not just a language for yeah. us. Kiasu is like the way we live sometimes, right? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> Ah, uh, tapau. Ah, favorite tapau. Ah, uh, usually used at hawker centers when you are taking away your food. So it's basically to pack, yeah. right? Ah, uh, so anti take away. Ah, uh, you, you also you can say anti tapau. Yeah. Shock. Yeah. Shock. Ah, oh, positive in every way. Basically to describe something delicious when it comes to food or something that makes you feel very good. So it's like. Wow, so shook, man! I went for that spa or something like that. Right, yeah. I use the word shook a lot. I think I even used it when I was overseas because there are some times <laughs> where you will try something and you will want to say like, like it's not just delicious, it's not just looks good. Like shook is the only thing yes. to describe. And you know, I'd say it to my friends. I'd be like, guys, this is shook, and they'd yeah. be like, what? And I'll be like, there's no other way to describe yes. it. It is just. Shiok. The word good is not good enough for us. <laughs> no, no, shiok. Yeah. <laughs> That's yes. to be shiok. Uh, chok. Okay, this one offend a lot of people from other places, but it's part of our culture. <laughs> to reserve something. So basically, uh, let's chop the table. Uh, let's let's hog that. Let's book that table. Right. It's actually hogging, but yeah. Yeah, and it's the name of an app now. Yes. <laughs> right when you want to make yeah. reservations. Yeah. Uh, I feel like that was an ad placement that was not intended. We are not sponsored. By <laughs> uh, can. Uh, okay, so it's an English word, right? But the way that it's being used in Singlish, it's basically to say able to. Yeah. Right. Um, that means, uh, Zul, can you do this? Can. <laughs> so it's in the way you say. Right. You right. Know? Because yeah. it's like even like can man, yeah. sure can. You yeah. know, like when we when we talk about it in in regular English, we don't say it that way. Yeah. Right. And then uh, we can't finish our our Singlish vocab without the the la laws lays and means. Yes. Then your word can <coughs> become diff has a different meaning when it comes to the different la laws. Yeah. So these 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 change 
the whole intention of it. Yeah. Right. So law normally has like this sense of exasperation, like just do it, lah. Yeah. Right? Can lah. Yeah. Uh, law means like acceptance or like like you basically yeah. have resigned to yes, the fact. Yes, you resign. Can law. Yeah. Like Zul, this one has to be done in 10 minutes time. Huh? Can law. Yeah. Like yeah. Lay. Lay is like uh, to show uncertainty or yeah. more doubtful uh, yeah. sense. So for example. Uh, I didn't know you have to do it like that, Lee. Or like, yeah. how can Lee? Yeah, it's like, or sometimes it's it's really just to go against, like, to 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 really prove someone wrong yeah. to to that 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 first statement that come your way. So it's like, I don't think it can be done. Yeah. Can they? I tried it. Can. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. One of our audience member, yeah, uh, he said, can also can, cannot also can. <laughs> That's uh, do you do you understand that now? <laughs> We do. <laughs> exactly. Uh, there's also meh. So meh is uh, basically used as a rhetorical question, right? So really meh? You have to do it like that, meh? Yeah. Right. So it's it's yeah. so interesting because we've yeah. developed so much within these few words, yep. right? And uh, and it's borrowed from so many things. Uh, yeah. We can't really finish this topic without talking about the Speak Good English campaign. Oh, we must. Right. Uh, so. <laughs> Uh, do you wanna you wanna tell our audience about the Speak Good English campaign? Yeah, so I think it 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 English came to a point where it was worrying, I guess. Yeah. You know, uh, it was being um, so dominant that you know, um, I guess the government had to come in and said, "Hey, we need to do something about this because we still need to be able to talk to the rest of the world, and right. if this some becomes something so dominant with us that people may." St- You know, soon not understand what the Singaporeans are speaking, right? right? So hence the speak good camp, speak good English campaign came about. But something funny happened with this. Yeah. So so to to, to kind of give some context, right before the speak good English, uh, there was a lot of productions, right? So there's Portugal. Uh, mm. And I actually, I was, I was, we were chatting about it. We should totally do an episode on Pochu Kang. It's such yes. a cultural icon. <laughs> uh, but basically, Pochu Kang was a big TV show in Singapore, yeah. and he was saying stuff like, "Use your plane, don't pray, pray." Yeah. Right. And this is like uh, normal Singlish uh, language that people use. Uh, Army Days, which was a Correct. great, great yeah. movie. Uh, <laughs> Money not enough. Uh, I not stupid. All these shows were using so much Singlish that the government was starting to wonder, "Hey, like, are mm. we normalizing this? Is yeah. this?" Is it something that yeah. we are okay with? Uh, Sour English rotting. Exactly, and so and so some people were afraid that you know maybe Singapore will never be able to speak English. Right. Uh, and, and and like you said, Zul, uh, the government tried to do something. They basically uh, used a speak good English campaign to kind of encourage a form of English that is understandable by uh, the British, the Americans, anyone who basically spoke English. Mm. And and in fact, Go Chok Tong, who was the prime minister at that time in his National Day rally speech in 1999, singled out Portugal. He said, Portugal uses too much Singlish. Mm. <laughs> and, he, and he said, you know, maybe PCK, Portugal, should improve his English by attending uh, the basic education for skills training class. <laughs> it, it was so ridiculous, yeah. right? He was using Portugal as a political tool. Uh, and, and, and after that, MediaCorp, the ba- back then MediaCorp basically said, all right, we're going to send Portugal for English classes. And basically, <laughs> the season after that, Portugal would be speaking better English. Yeah, That's crazy. Yeah. Th- th- this was such a, a, a coordinated <laughs> effort, right? Uh, even Lee Kuan Yew basically encouraged uh, the use of standard English, and I and I think all of this, mm. the intent is understandable, 
right? Because at the end of the day, uh, what they're trying to do is to help Singaporeans be capable of, of interacting in the business world, Correct. interacting with our international counterparts. Mm. Um, but the Speak Good English campaign basically was almost seen as a, as a, as like this tool to quash out any kind of culture. Correct. Yeah. Right. So a lot of people thought that that English is important in in our our local linguistic mm. landscape. So yeah, people all the way who are at the ground level saying like this is this is how I speak. Correct. Right. It's like how can you take what's me out of me? Exactly. And 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 even at the at the high academic level, people were like, no, this is very important. This is culturally so unique. Like mm. quashing it out destroys a key part of what it means to be a Singaporean. And yeah. so. It, <coughs> it's very interesting because going back to how Singlish started, remember? Singlish mm. was a rejection or or, or even a, a, a deconstruction of Correct. English. Correct. The same thing happened here. As the Speak Good English campaign increases efforts, yeah. what happened was that Singlish retaliated yes. in stronger force. Singlish fought back, people. <laughs> exactly. It thrived. And yeah. it's become... <coughs> sorry. It's become so interesting. Yeah. I got too excited over there. <laughs> <laughs> it became so interesting because uh, different people started forming ways to to become make English like even more ingrained. So there yeah. was a rap song in 1991 called "Why You So Like That." Favorite by musician Silver. Oh, you've heard of it? Yes. Oh, I've never heard this. Why you so like that? Oh. Why you so like that? Oh, I have heard this actually. Ah, yeah. yeah. So Silver Choi dramatizes an argument between two school children. Yes. Uh, do you want to? Yeah, wanna yeah I remember. That? I remember that part. Okay. I always give you chocolate. I give you my Tic Tac, but now you got a Kit Kat. You never give me back. Why you so like that? <laughs> Why you so like that? Exactly. Uh. And that kind of immortalized. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Singlish, right? Because uh, like people were like, yeah, this is who we are. Yep. You can't fight this. Yes. Uh, but I- exactly, it's like um. I, I, we understand the intent then. I think everybody understood the intent. But it's just something that we've embodied and it's really, we identify it as something that we own. You know, so naturally, even artists like songs, uh, TV shows, right? You're beginning to see a lot of the influence of Singlish grew even more then. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and, and uh, the Speak Good English campaign has evolved mm-hmm. from trying, uh, rather than trying to stamp out Singlish, it's accepting that Singlish is part of who we are, mm. and still, but it still says like, okay, like, speak Singlish, but also learn how to speak properly Correct. spoken, and, yeah. and learn how to code switch. Correct. Right? If, if, in fact, if you see a lot of the marketing campaigns today, and all, all, all over media, like recently they, they are trying, uh, I think the campaign where uh, we're trying to um, get our hawker culture be an inten- intangible cultural heritage for UNESCO. Yeah. For UNESCO, right? You see all the collaterals. We have all the ways of ordering hawker food, like tapau, all the favorite words, kopi, si, siu, tai. It's all there. Exactly. It's part of the culture that makes this very unique. So it's it's been embraced, and yeah. I think it has find its way of how to really um, be be used when we can actually use good English. And still use English in a in a very in a way that still is understandable to the yeah. to the rest of the world. I find it very interesting just obse- observing this that that the go- the same government that tried to quash this cultural icon mm. is now trying to use it as a way to get <laughs> UNESCO yeah. points, right? Yeah. So it's quite ironic, uh, yeah. slightly suspect in my opinion, <laughs> uh, but but I guess that's how politics and the world works. Yeah. Uh, but I. Th- 
I don't know. I I still feel it's a win-win for everyone. You see. Sure. Yeah. So it's like we still get to keep our culture. Yeah. Our Singlish, right? And at the same time, people still understand us because we can still when we present this this Singlish or this culture, we speak English. Right. Yeah. In fact, it's become such a significant part of the world that even the Oxford Dictionary added more than 20 Singlish words to its uh, Oxford Dictionary last year. So mm. there are words like angmaw, shiok, sabo, all of this is in the Oxford Dictionary. And different academics all around the world are basically, there are they are schools that have dedicated programs to understanding languages like Singlish. Uh, some people like, there's uh, this guy called Dr. Jakob Leimgruber in the University of Freiburg in Germany. He's been introducing Singlish in his classes since 2007 and he basically says, you know, you can't think of Singlish as just ungrammatical, ungrammatical mm. English. In fact, it is uh, so much more, it's so much more unique uh, and, and, and it, is, it is very interesting from that regard. Mm. Um, yeah, so, so I think that's, That's more or less yeah. all we have on Singlish. Do you have anything else to add, Zul? No, I, I, I really think that, um, I, I think it's great where, where Singlish is now. Right. You know? um, so like I was, when I, I started this just now, uh, I was talking about my son, you know. Um, yeah, as a parent, um, when, I, when you are used to seeing that, okay, my son is actually picking up the language very well, you know, it's Engl- his English is okay, you know. And then when he turns five, all the la le lo start coming in and right. all that. So initially, I was like, oh man, I think I should fix this. But I, I've come to realize that I think there's a, there's, um, there's a space for it as well. Mm-hmm. You know? I think it's, it also helps him to emote better. Right? So I, can, right. I, I, I didn't realize that Singlish is a much more emotive language. Correct. So it's, and, and there's already a generation gap between me and him. And, yeah. and with Singlish, right? It, It, it helps me actually to understand him. So I, I relate to his emotions first before I can address whatever it is that we need to address via language. Yeah. I, it helps a lot. Yeah, of course, um, I think we've along the way, of course, he'll learn more English words and he'll more, learn more English words. And I think it can really coexist. Yeah, yeah. And, and I think what, what, what you said actually reminded me of a final point, which is that The key thing about Singlish is that it's an evolving language, yeah. right? Because it has no rules, right? Mm. Uh, unlike English, which has this whole school yeah. of like, what are the rules and what is the gr- grammar and what is mm. the proper way to do things. Uh, Singlish evolved. And so as Singapore changes, which we know it's changing with mm. more international people, which with more, especially people from Southeast Asia, like the Filipinos and the Thai and the Indonesians coming into Singapore, they're also adding to what Singlish is. Yeah. And you're seeing, uh, you know, maybe if we do this episode in another five years, Singlish could be, uh, have a whole slew of uh, exactly. new, new words. Exactly. Right? So that's, yeah. that's exciting. I think yes. that's something that we should definitely see as a, as a treasure for all of us. Mm. Um, So thanks, Zul, for, for hey. joining me for this episode. It's a pleasure. Thanks for having me. Man. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I'm yeah, really I'm glad loving this. Maybe bring me back for Portugal. Sure, sure. Absolutely. <laughs> uh, to all our listeners and viewers, thanks for joining us. Hope this short episode was good. If you liked it, uh, give us feedback. Uh, if you didn't like it, give us feedback also. Yes, we, we please. We want to hear all of it. Uh, and if you are listening to us on Apple, uh, iTunes, uh, Apple Podcasts, Give us, give us a review, give us uh, ratings and, and, and let us know because uh, the more people 
the, the only way for more people to find out about what we're doing is for people to, to share and to review and to and uh, and to write about us. So so we're depending on, on on you guys, our loyal listeners and viewers, to to help us spread what we're doing. So that's all we have. have yes. A, have a great rest of your holidays. We'll see yeah. you in two weeks. Okay. Ciao. Bye.